Thanks a lot. Part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with spaghetti and meatballs. They're fiddling with the knobs while Babyface Joel Solomon produces this mess. And joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Brian, Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? How we doing, Sal? What's going on, buddy? I don't know, man. I want to preview this game, and then tomorrow I want to preview like six other games. I don't know if they're, they're going to start or kick off or anyone's going to be available for them. The, is COVID left? Or, boy, basketball and hockey. I think there's like 140 COVID cases. I don't want to be a downer. It looks like football is going to forge forward, even with that Browns game. Uh, your Raiders luck out again, Brian. My God. All year. Luck, luck, luck for this team. <laughs> but uh, we'll get to that in a second. I do want to mention extrapoints.com slash arcade. We have a head-to-head NFL pick em. We have a prop quiz. We have a December prop culture thing going on. But uh, I should announce in week 14, Ryan Holcomb had seven right, and uh, he won the prop quiz. Oh, poor Mikey Meatballs oh. had six. Right there, mm. he had six. Dan Knock. Wins with 12, 12 out of 13 in the NFL head to head. So do that. Damn. Get the gold hat. Harry has it there. Not the golden girls t-shirt. Maybe we should have given out golden girls t-shirts instead of gold hats, but you get the idea. (laughs) Uh, Extra points. Dot cam. Dot com slash arcade. (laughs) Not dot cam. You'll never get there if you do dot cam. Hey, uh, we got a real live player coming on. Punter Johnny Hecker is joining us as we continue to promote the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. Yes, that's right. SoFi Stadium, Oregon State, Utah State. We're going to do that. LABowlGame.com. Tickets start at $32. Oregon State, seven-point favorite, 67 over-under. We'll give our picks tomorrow. Um, but, Harry, we got a punter. You got you to mind your P's and Q's here. You got it? I know, right? Oh, I guess so. He's one of the best out there. And sure, he had a no bowl doubt. game. He had a game in 2008, the Sun Bowl. We're going to talk to him about that. They won three nothing Oregon State. And he had ten punts for four hundred fifty <laughs> yards. I don't know that they give uh, MVPs for those games, but he should have won it right there for sure. Probably. All right, as I mentioned, this Saturday the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl at SoFi Stadium between Oregon State and Utah State. Right now, we've got a former Oregon State alum joining us. Well, he's actually he's a current Oregon State alum. Why we say former? He went from undrafted to a four-time Pro Bowl punter from your Los Angeles Rams. Johnny Hecker's here. What's happening, man? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, not a lot. Just represent the Beavs. Glad to have him in L.A. First ever bowl game in SoFi Stadium. Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. It's going to be an exciting one. I want. I'm going to get your prediction right now. Now you're, you're going to run away with this game, or is it going to be close? Or what do you think? You think the players are up for this? I, I I wonder how much players get up for bowl games. You know, games in general that start three weeks after their last regular season game, and it's not a rivalry, but there are expected to be a lot of points. It should be exciting, right? Yeah, it should be. I'm. I'm. You know, I'm hopeful the bees will pull it out. I'm hoping it's an absolute bloodbath slaughter, uh, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you know, I, I think it'll be a close game, and I'm just hoping that the Beavs come out with more points than uh, than the Aggies for sure. You had a close one. We just uh, we were reminiscing 2008 Sun Bowl, three <laughs> nothing. Your Oregon State Beavers won. How did you not? Did they not give out MVPs? You had ten punts for 450 yards in a three nothing game. Who else would get MVP? They, they had to give you the game ball, right? I, I do have a trophy. They actually, they have a special teams MVP trophy for that game, which is very strange. 
Um, really? Yeah, but I, I got that, that one. And I think our defensive end who had a few sacks that game got it uh, for the MVP. But yeah, it was a close one between me and our kicker who had the only points in the game. But um, <laughs> yeah, that was a... That was a really strange one to be a part of. He had 10 punts See, and uh, one field goal. Pretty wild. Well, it was even stranger than the score or the gameplay because you know what Guinness, do you remember what Guinness world record was set that game? That was the largest YMCA ever, I think. Yes. At halftime, yeah. <laughs> the village people, and there were a lot of them, uh, as Sun Bowl officials broke the Guinness record for largest YMCA. How many people were in that dance? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm hoping that you're looking at the number there and can tell me, but I'm, I have no I idea. I don't even know. I'm not sure. Babyface Joel Solomon, do you know what the number? I mean, were you guys even like looking for like what the hell's going on? Or are you talking strategy at halftime? Like, how do we hold this lead? At halftime, I think that's, <laughs> I mean, the specialists were in the locker room for a very limited amount of time. So we got to get back out there and start warming up again. I think mm -hmm. we, I think we got out there maybe towards the very end of, of the last YMCA, but it was, it was electric. It was something to behold for sure. And we, we knew what was going on and uh, it was really, a really special moment for, for everyone there in El Paso. Nice. Speaking of special <laughs> moments, let's switch gears to the NFL. Big, big win, huge win Monday night, right? Yeah. I know you had dominated the Cardinals before they beat you in SoFi mm -hmm. earlier this year, but I think you had won eight straight before that is that has that become your biggest division rival now more than Seahawks Rams or is it still Seahawks um man I don't know I it's I think every divisional opponent you know in the NFC West has kind of morphed into we all kind of hate each other you know for different reasons mm -hmm. but um yeah I'd, I'd still say for me I mean of course I'm from Seattle so personally I always circle those games against Seattle because that's a really big matchup for us and they had you know, been at the top of the NFC West for a long time, especially early in my career. And then, um, you know, San Fran had some success as well. They've had our number as of late. Um, so it's kind of, it's a, a, a division with a lot of parity. Um, so hoping, hoping we can just flip the script and strong yeah. and, and beat the Niners and the Seahawks and, and close this thing out. You know, I have to say the offense, you may not see the field much the rest of the way because the offense is really gelling, right? With Stafford and, and Odell and Jefferson and, it just looks uh, it just looks really, really good uh, Monday. Which one of these superstars is nicest to the special teams players? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the nicest to the special teams players? Uh, that that's a tough one to answer. They're, they're all very they're all very pleasant and nice. But the guy that does talk good. to us the most is probably Von Miller. Von talks a lot really? to the specialists. Um, yeah, yeah. So Von actually has a really, really close personal relationship with. Brandon McManus, the kicker uh, for the, for the Broncos. Oh, sure. Um, right. And so I think he's got a soft spot naturally for specialists. So he'll always come over and say, what's up to us. And, um, you know, shoot the breeze. And he's, he's a really great guy. He's been a, a ton of fun to talk to. Nice. Now the parlay kid in the middle, i mentioned all the receivers. I failed to mention Cooper cup, who has just been dynamite, right? Like you see third and seven, you're like, all right, maybe I get on the field here. Nope. Cooper Cup is going to zigzag and get open for yeah. first down. He's made a push for him to be MVP. Man, it's tough to argue if this guy gets uh, the yardage that he's on pace for um, to finish the, the year. You agree? Yeah. Yeah. I love Cooper. You know, there, he is, he is such a hardworking dude and and really it's, it's so fun to watch just how automatic he is in clutch situations for our team. Um, just knowing how smart he is, how much he cares about our game plan and, and really being on the same page with Matthew, he works so hard at, you know, doing extra meeting time, being on the field, walking through reps, 
you know, picking coach's brain, picking Matthew's brain. And he's just, he's dynamic. Everything he does, he's good at, you know, he's, he, it was at one point during training camp, he was pushing to be the, the emergency guy for every position on the field, you know? So he was working with me really? on hunting a little bit. Yeah. He's our backup holder. Um, it, it was really funny, but he's, you know, he's just that kind of guy that, that loves what he does, loves football, takes it very seriously, but has a great time at the same, same time. And, um, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to see him. I'd love to see MVP coop. That'd be huge. He's been dynamite. He's been dying. Now, let me ask you when a coach calls, like when Sean McVay calls for a fake punt and you have to go out there and sell it, do you try hard to, to not have a poker face? You don't want to wet your pants, right? There's like a lot of tells that the other team would see that you were faking it. Do you have a, you have a strategy or you, you when do you take your deepest breath there in the fake punt process? Yeah. I, I try and keep the the deep breath around the same, the same point in every setup. I try and yeah, Good. try and keep it calm. Um, if, if there's like a, TV timeout or something kind of leading into the leading into the down. I'll maybe get a couple leg swings, you know, not, don't, mm-hmm. definitely don't do any finger licking or, or arm circles. Try and keep it, uh, yeah, keep it casual. But there, I mean, every now and then I'll run on the field doing something crazy as well, trying to get, you know, get the coach thinking there's I'm going to fake, um, you know, right. we're just going to punt the ball or, or do a field goal. I'll run and doing some crazy hand motions, um, you know, or trying to get guys attention and, and just, now, do what you can to be tricky. Try and try and use that to your advantage. You've been successful, I think, with the fake punts, right? We know we know you've uh, yeah, attempted yeah. A, a few. Yeah. Yep, quite a few. Yeah, it's it's a uh, a ton of fun. It's very scary because if you blow it, you don't get very many opportunities coming after. So um, you got to make true. the most of that shot you get. Um, I want to ask you now with the COVID issue, and I, I mean, I don't know, I can't even imagine what it's like. You have this seventeen game schedule. And now you had a bunch of players placed in COVID protocol this week and, and going back and forth week to week. Do you think they're going to change it? It seems like everything I read today indicates that they're going to re-vote on this. And it looks like vaccinated players, if they test, uh, will not be tested. Um, that That's where they're leaning. Do you think that's the right idea? Um. You know, it's, it's a difficult thing to kind of pin, you know, do we, do we push for more testing or less testing or, um, you know, what, what the, the pulse of the locker room really is, what do guys want? Um, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we, we want games to be played. We want the players that are, you know, the best players that are, have earned their their spots on 53 man rosters to be healthy enough to play in those games. Um, you know, and it's, it's a difficult thing to navigate, you know, do we test more and risk you know, false positives or risk, um, you know, the things that come with that and the kind of inconveniences that that brings, or do we just kind of let it fly and, and treat it like a regular, a regular sickness, like a flu or, you know, if someone's sick, they stay home. And, and if not, then yeah. they're, they're able to, to be in the, the ecosystem. So it's, it's, it's a really tricky, tricky question to answer. And there's not a, a perfect solution to it, but you know, I'm glad the conversations are being had to to try and come to a yeah a good solution soon. All right, I'm going to put you down for a yes that there should make changes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, that no, was a real roundabout say, answer. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was fine. <laughs> I will say that I was thinking about it today. The punter is you really could social distance your way through the season, right? Like even the field goal kicker, the holders right beside him. And obviously every lineman has someone right uh, lined up right next to him. And uh, you know, even wide receivers are covered, but you could, 
unless you get a punt blocked or tackled or, you know, if you have to feel the punt, you could almost go the whole season six feet from everybody. Isn't that true? It's it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the personal protector at, at four yards, I'm still 11 yards behind him. So there's no no chance I'm getting too close to people. That's for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. I don't know if this has ever even happened. Maybe it's happened before. So you could speak uh, from experience. Has a coach ever threatened to kick you or kicked you? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, no, uh, I don't. No. I don't think that's been uh, been a realm of possibility for me. I'm I'm sad to hear about my guy Josh getting kicked. That's not great. Yeah. What What is that? That is. Uh, it's uh, interesting. What's going on there? But you wouldn't put up with that for sure, right? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think there would have been more than just words had. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. All right. Wow. Now, so you let TJ Hushmanzada was on. Um, he he says Oregon State in a route. You think they'll take care of business. It's going to be a fun one. The Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl at SoFi. By the way, can I have your parking spot? Because uh, you're, are you going to use it? Because it's going to get crazy down there. Uh, I might be using it. We'll see. Oh, you might be using it. All right. Well, I'm we hope to it, see yeah. you. Johnny Ecker, thanks for coming up, pal. We appreciate it. You got it. Go Beavs. All right. Thanks, thanks, thanks Johnny. Johnny. You guys, thanks, Johnny. You take care, Johnny. Go, Johnny. All right. Take care, man. There you go, right. Parlay Kid. He's right now. Look, yeah. Whoever is responsible for getting the talent uh, does a great job. These guys are all—they're all great. I mean, he's another guy. Just yeah. nice guy job, probably, Babyface. Like, Babyface pushed for like that. Seems like we can hang yeah. out with that guy all night long. You know, uh, maybe we will. Maybe we will with the Jimmy <laughs> Kimmel Bowl. Uh, yes, December eighteenth, Saturday, four thirty. Thirty-two dollars a ticket, Harry. Come on, you could do that. What did you pay I for Michigan? What did you pay for Michigan Ohio State? Zero. Zero. All right. But that wasn't even a bowl game. This is an jo- actual jo- bowl game. Johnny yeah. would have to stay away from Harry, though, or else he'd be in quarantine. Yeah, sure. that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> sure, we don't no, need him hey. coughing on the punter. <laughs> no coughs yet. No coughs yet. All right. Let's take a break. Maybe you can get them all then and uh, out then. And we will uh, discuss the Thursday night football game Chargers and Chiefs at SoFi. All right, Chargers home, well, kind of, against the Chiefs, I don't know, 65%. Although Thursday night, this might be tough for um, for travel groups, right, for Thursday night to get mm. off work that much. But still, it's going to be Chiefs jerseys all over the place. Chargers are three-point underdog, 52.5 is the over-under. I will be picking ga- this game on the pregame show, which is the last Thursday night football pregame show on Fox, maybe ever. Game switches to Amazon starting next week so you'll have to uh you'll have to tune in tonight and hear my pick there bry you're massaging this line you want to buy a half a point you trust the chargers but not fully if they win this they're in really good shape to take the division they'll be tied with the chiefs with two head-to-head wins and an easier schedule you're buying a half a point here yeah i'm buying the half i'm buying it to uh three and a half to minus 130 um the Chargers offense is kind of seems like it's back to normal after struggling. You know, they they had a tough time in that Denver game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I like the way they played the last few weeks. Her, Herbert is covered in all three games against the Chiefs. And then plus, you know, with the Chiefs, you know, they're missing Snead. They're likely missing Chris Jones. That's going to be huge for their defense, considering how well their defense has played. Um, I just get the sense this. I don't know. I just get the sense this is a three point game. Either way, I, I mean, I would probably if I'm taking money line, I'd probably lead, lean towards the Chiefs here. But I, I'm I like the getting three and a half. Yeah, it's interesting because 
Chris Jones is definitely out or done? No, he's not definitely. It's out. not official. It's not official yet, but but, but then the Northwestern kid Slater's out, right? For uh for the Chargers, so that's tough. Yeah, I yeah. think so. All right, Harry, you like the uh, Chargers as well? Yeah, look, uh, two of the last three games they put up forty one points. Uh, already beat Kansas City on the road. I uh, have not lost to Kansas City by more than three since 2019. And Sal, you mentioned a win by the Chargers. They'd be in first place in the division by beating uh, the Kansas City twice. Herbert in that first game was fantastic. Four touchdowns, no picks. Uh, they got Keenan Allen back. And uh, Williams, uh, Mike Williams, had a great game in the first game, too. He has uh, he had bounced back a little bit, had a nice game last week. In that first game, he had 122 yards, two touchdowns against the Chiefs defense. And all the Chiefs have been red hot lately in the, uh, and with six in a row, but I'm going to take the Chargers here at home, plus a three. Okay. Parley kid, you laugh when they say Chargers here at home because it's not – well, it is here, but it's not <laughs> well, at home for him. Yeah. That, yeah, that's my thinking here, Sal, is uh, – I look, the Chiefs are back to being the Chiefs without scoring uh, a ton of points here, uh, yet they're winning games. I still think their offense is yet to fully click. I think that has something to do with the fact that they can't – Obviously, Kelsey's really their number two next to Hill, but they really don't have another receiver that has uh, stepped up. But their running game has picked up lately with Williams and Edwards-Hilaire coming back. Uh, they're, they're running the ball pretty effectively, uh, which I think can help here. And this isn't really like you're saying. This isn't – I think these – it's very rare now where you find a, a true uh, home field advantage in, in some mm-hmm. places, right? You watched that Cowboys game uh, in Washington the other day. It was very loud for the Cowboys even. So fans are traveling. Chiefs fans are going to be in full force, full effect here on Thursday night. I think until I could see the Chargers can win a big game here against the Chiefs uh, this at this point of the season. I got to roll with the team that seems to be peaking right now and has still yet to play its best football. Let's take the Chiefs here, Sal, uh, minus the three points. Yeah, you know, I look at it and it's like the Chiefs really need to be home. It's a, it is, I think, a bigger difference for them at Arrowhead, right, to, to go through the playoffs like that. So they're going to want to, not that the that Chargers too. don't want to secure the division title, but it's not as important for them to get that home game because it's a road game. Let's face it, it really is uh, when it comes down to it. All right, let's do our props. By the way, we, we apologize for Monday. I think we were one for 12 with our picks, but you can always brutal. go against brutal us. Death. That's mm. the thing. It's really bad, but uh, we're, yeah. we're still way ahead of the game when it comes to um, first touchdown uh, picks, and we'll have four for you in a second. But let's do our props. Uh, Paul, kid, you talked about the running game. It's been uh, pretty good for the Chiefs, believe it or not, so far. I'm going to Edwards Alaire over 52.5 yards rushing, minus 114. He's gone over in two of the last three. Uh, he's gone over 53 yards, four of the last six. He would have gone over last week, too, but they were just crushing your Raiders. Sorry, Brian. So he only had like 10 carries for 37. They rested everyone in the blowout. Chargers, 31st in the league against the run. The only team they're ahead of is the Texans. Chargers allow 141 yards per game on the ground. And I think Edward Hilaire could get half that number uh, tonight at SoFi. Brother Bry, yeah. what do you like? Yeah, I'm going to go with Kelsey over 65 and a half receiving yards. The Chargers defense has struggled against good tight ends this season. Uh, Kelsey has done nothing the last two games, but against the Chargers earlier in the season, he went for 104 yards. He's actually had 90 or more yards in three of the last four games against the Chargers. So I think he bounces back here and has, right. a, has a big game. It's interesting. You're taking the Chargers, but Kelsey over yards. Parley mm-hmm. Kid's taking the Chiefs and taking Herbert. I know. Longest pass over 38 and a half. Is that, did I get that right? 
Yeah, that's right, Sal. Um, Herbert likes to – he's starting to throw the ball downfield a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's hit uh, over 38 and a half yards uh, five out of the last seven games. Uh, the Chiefs' secondary is suspect. Their defense is still uh, – I look at they're playing well, but uh, I, I don't know. I wouldn't consider them to be a uh, a top-tier defense in the NFL. They can be beat long down the field. And Herbert's going to take his shots. He like, gets the ball up uh, to Mike Williams, Guyton, uh, as well as a, a downfield threat. Uh, I think uh, being that he's gone over, he goes over most games in this. So I think at almost even odds here, yeah. I'll take the over 38 and a half longest pass. Uh, and every it seems like I always regret not taking it in so mm-hmm. many of these games where you see one ball goes downfield like the other day with uh, Stafford and you're like, damn, that was easy. That was yeah. too easy. Right. <laughs> so um, I, I definitely think uh, I'm rolling with Herbert here. So he, he's a uh, he's a gunslinger. He yep. likes to, he likes to get it downfield. All right, and Harry, you took the Chargers, but are going with the oh no, you're going with the Chief player under here. Okay, you're doing it somewhat right here. Edwards yeah, you went with it. Yeah, you went with Edward Tulare on the rushing. I'm going to go in the receiving. I'm going to go under twelve and a half receiving yards at minus one fourteen. Five of his last seven games, he's gone under twelve and a half yards, and one of those two games, he had thirteen. Uh, the under he in the first game hit against the Chargers where he had just nine. And like I said, in the first meeting Chargers fourth in the league in the NFL against the pass. I think they focus more on the other receivers here. I think that, like I said, Bryce said, uh, Kelsey, I think Kelsey has a bigger game too. I think, uh, Edward Tillaire under 12 and a half is the play- way to go receiving it. All right. Now our first touchdown picks, who will score the first touchdown of the game between the Chargers and the chiefs. Uh, we lost last Thursday night. We lost Monday night. But, Bri, I don't think we've lost a Monday Thursday. I'm only going to say it once. Mm, we're winning. Right. We're winning. We don't lose a Monday and then a Thursday. We could win a Monday and then lose a Thursday. We don't We don't go back to back in the same week is what I'm saying. So one of these four names is going to hit. And I'm thinking it's Travis Kelsey plus 750. Now, he hasn't scored in a month, but he does real well against his Chargers team. Seven for 104. Uh, earlier in the year, nine for 90 with a touchdown last year. I think he only played him once last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's totally due. And I think we see the Chiefs offense we're familiar with settling in. Lots of Kittle, lots of Gronk talk. Maybe Kelsey's like, hey, I'm back. I need to step up here. I think you could tell who I'm taking on Thursday night. But anyway, Kelsey plus 750 is my first touchdown scorer. Harry, go ahead. Harry, you got to ru- ruin it with the, a crazy name here. What are you doing? I'm going to go 15 to one with Jalen Guyton. Uh, look, he, he led the team in uh, yards receiving last week with uh, Allen out, had a 59 yard touchdown the week before that hit a 44 yard touchdown against Cincinnati. Uh, he's the Chargers deep threat. He really is. So let's try for first touchdown with a guy who scored two straight weeks and is averaging 29 yards a catch over those last two games. Guyton at 15 to one. All right. Allen's back, you know, right? He was activated. I, I, I okay. said it. I know. All right. Yep. All right. The the brothers are going with the Williams brothers, although they're not really brothers. Parley kid, Daryl Williams. They're, yeah. Taking Williams on Kansas city here, Sal, the, the running back. Uh, he has over a hundred carries this year. He's got 38 receptions uh, scored last week. He's actually second in touchdowns on this chiefs team uh, with six. Uh, they kind of spread it around. It's kind of tough to pin. That's one. crazy. Uh, it, right? Uh, he's tied with Kelsey. They both have six uh, behind Tyreek Hill, uh, their leader. But Williams, look, he can he can run it in. 
He could also uh, catch a ball and get it in at 11 to 1. I think we're getting pretty good odds here uh, uh, for Williams, who's a, a versatile back. Uh, Edwards Hilaire coming back has taken away some of his carries. That being said, uh, I think uh, Williams can get it done running or catching the ball. So let's take him at 11 to 1. All right. And the aforementioned Mike Williams, brother Brian, back in the lineup. Harry doesn't care. He thinks Guyton's a better option. <laughs> You're going, Mike Williams. Well, yeah, I, de- I debated Herbert here, too, at 25 to 1, because he's had a rushing touchdown in two of the three games against the Chiefs. So I debated that, but mm. I'm going to, st- I'll stick with uh, Mike Williams. He's had two monster games the last two times he's played the Chiefs. He went for 122 yards and two touchdowns last game. Uh, last year to end the season, he went for 100 yards and a touchdown. Um, he's kind of due. He's he's still put up pretty solid numbers over the last couple of weeks, but he, I mean, he only has one touchdown over his last eight games, I believe. So I feel like he's due for for a big game. And the Chiefs seem to be, you know, again with Snead out um, and and struggle maybe potentially in the back end uh, tonight. I think uh, Williams has a big game. There you go. Those are the four picks. Bet anyone with the name Williams. Bet Guyton. Bet Kelsey. You're gonna win. We don't go a full week without. Uh, Chalking up a winner there. And Fandle's got winners for you all over the place. The end of the NFL at regular season is approaching. Thursday night's game gives us a big divisional matchup between the Chiefs and the Chargers. We're talking all about it. Fandle Sportsbook is going to make it even bigger. They're giving new customers 30 to 1 odds on either team to win. That means you can win 150 bucks on a $5 bet. Yes. Oh, same game parlays. Just put it all together. What did we talk about? We like uh, Kelsey over 65 and a half yards, Herbert over 38 and a half yard, longest pass, and maybe the Chargers plus three, maybe the Chiefs minus three. Put that together. That's what's called a same game parlay. Number one rated sports book app in America. That's FanDuel. Easy to use, safe and secure. And when you win, you get paid in as little as two hours. And if you're already a FanDuel Sportsbook user, FanDuel is hooking all customers up with $50 when you refer a friend. Plus, your friend gets $50 too. See for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sports book. Sign up with promo code against the odds before tonight's matchup and you win 150 bucks on a $5 bet. Promo code against the odds so they know we sent you exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. All right, let's uh, have some fun. Let's jump on the Riverboat Casino. The captain approached us. He saw that trailer on Netflix. My <laughs> God. What's, what's the name of that movie? The, the Kevin James is playing... Kevin James is trying to play uh, Sean Payton. Sean Payton. And I don't know who comes out a winner in this whole thing, right? Well, I mean, you're exposing why? a bad uh, relationship. I don't know what, and he doesn't look like him. Uh, it really looks like an <laughs> SNL sketch is what I, I thought. Yeah. If, it, if, if Mikey Meatballs, any spaghetti meatballs that said, hey, check out the sketch uh, that Kevin James did. I was like, oh, that's funny. No, it's a real movie. It's an Adam Sandler movie. And I love Adam Sandler. I just don't know what else. Going on here. What's the name of this movie? Michael, what's the name of Last this? Last take. Trip? What is it? Home team. Home team. Was uh, was there a market for a Sean Payton movie? Like, I, I, it's, it's kind of <laughs> right. strange. I, don't know. I mean, it's I don't one magical over. year, Darren. What one I, magical year for this I, guy. What I don't get, though, is if this isn't Sean Payton and it's just an Adam Sandler, Kevin James football kid coach movie, it's fine, right? Yeah, you're, you're just right. like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I'll, take, I'll take my kids to see this. Like, right. it's. Yeah. A stupid, right. like it's a little Giants right. movie, but the fact that they made this Sean Payton is so Yeah, good. and so I don't want to say it's the worst movie. I, I haven't seen it, but the Riverboat Captain's like, well, what is the worst sports movie? This could jump in the uh, the Panthenon. This could get to the top. Is it 
Home team, three to one odds. Is it draft day, seven to one odds? Is it grudge match, nine to one odds? Oh boy. I watched, we watched clips of that. That was hilarious with De Niro and Sylvester uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stallone. Oh my gosh. Caddyshack, two, 15 to one odds, or the field, minus 220. All right, Parley Kid, get in there. What's the worst sports movie? Okay. So I'm just going by personal experience because there's been plenty of just really terrible. Almost every Sports sequel movies. is terrible. Almost every right, single right. sequel. So, like, yeah. for example, I, I was really leaning to Slapshot 2, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm sure Eddie uh, and Mikey Meatballs would put on top of their list. Right. Um, it, it, absolutely. I mean, Slapshot is such a great movie. <laughs> and then Slapshot 2, which is made, like, 25 years later, mm-hmm. uh, was just really awful. Uh, but I'm not going to take that because I'm just going to go for, for, for my own personal experience sitting in a movie theater the worst sports movie I ever saw. And this will be unpopular amongst movie critics. But you remember the um, Seinfeld episode where Elaine, everybody's telling Elaine how good the English patient was. And yeah. she's like, "This that movie sucked. She couldn't right. believe it, how bad it was. Well, you know what my uh, English patient is, which I agree with Elaine, that that did suck. But my <laughs> she English was right. patient, she's right. My English patient movie, and maybe this is because I was 11 years old and I saw this in the movie theater, Chariots, Chariots of, of Fire. Fire. I didn't even know what you were going to say, and I knew you were going to say it. That come on. <laughs> Besides the 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 uh, the score of you know the musical score for that song, that was a absolute snooze fest of mm. a movie for anybody watching. Because I dare you, any of you to say that you've watched that in the last forty years since it came out, because it was terrible. You know, and and he, it was a snooze fest. <laughs> terrible. Michael, have you ever seen it? Eddie, have you ever seen it? Because you guys were born uh, Eddie, after the movie. I, I, the obviously. soundtrack is supposed to be inspiring and it's not even that, right? But, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it has, it has that like when they're running on the, the yeah. beach yeah. and that you got the music playing. But, okay. Uh, come on. Am I right? What? Well, a, what I, a, in fairness, stunk, you're, you're a track coach and you're looking at it from a different perspective. I know, I'm very yeah. cynical yeah. about that now that I'm uh, this big time track right. coach. So, uh, right. you know. <laughs> All right, Brother Brian, what's your uh, what's the worst sports movie? Well, when you ask worst sports movie, I, I, I know uh, Eddie had thrown this out there, but draft day to me came to mind right away. Um, yeah. Now, let me tell you why I'm not picking the others, right? Like if the if the plot line was intentionally bad for a movie, I'm not picking it, right? Like you have a you have a baseball movie with Joey from Friends with the monkey, right? You can't oh, I, you God. can't take that serious. Like that can't be that's going to be really bad. Okay. If if the movie is a comedy and even if it's bad, I'm exempting that from the list. If the movie's a sequel, I'm exempting it from the list. So then so Draftway Day to me was supposed to be realistic. Right. But it had unintentionally like the worst plot line in sports But it was history. the Browns, right? So it was kind yeah. of a comedy. It's, yeah, it's yeah. the Browns. Unintentional, like <laughs> not, I mean, the only thing that's realistic maybe in that movie was the Browns trade all their, all <laughs> right. their first round picks, but they definitely, they definitely don't get them back. That whole hmm. idea, the fact that, I don't even, I, in all honesty, I don't even know if I sat through the whole movie straight. I'm, I think I oh. pretty much had to shut wow. that off at multiple times. But the wow. fact they throw in that, <laughs> that whole thing about David Putney, and I remember that name seeing this movie once. Right. Um, it's it's the, one of the dumbest things ever in sports. Um, oh. Now, uh, a bad take for me, uh, well, a hot take for me would maybe, if you guys had mentioned T-34, 
TV show sports, I probably would have thrown Friday Night Lights. Oh, but, come on. What's the matter with people? But yeah, yeah. But um, mm, yeah, Dad, draft how day, do we turn them around? Day, this, is, this is Fry, unbelievable. Fry, Costner gets... Costner gets revenge I, I, in the movie. Yeah, great. I, I don't, Costner. I don't whatever. get the anti-Friday Night Lights I don't stuff. either. I just, uh, and, I, and your son, I, you get I, starts I, with your son, Mikey Meatballs, too, spreading around you, the office you, at the office you, Christmas party. Yeah. It's always well, telling everybody. But if you, you watch the first the first episode of that, the football I, scenes are the dumbest shit I've oh, ever seen. So. Well, uh, look, we all they go know from like the, They go from like the... That the sequence of that thing. ending it's is one. just so the, bad. It's I couldn't right. even watch anymore. Well, of it. but speaking of that, now here's the problem, Sal, with Hollywood. And I'm sorry, I, I got to say this, and you know I've said this <laughs> okay. before. Because even in the movie draft, <laughs> in the movie draft, in the movie draft day, uh, what's the linebacker's name that they end up drafting? What's his name? I don't know. I don't even remember. remember. I don't uh, you know, remember. but the guy he's played for Ohio State, Johnny right? Hacker. Vontaze Vontaze Mack. Okay, yes, right? So, like, right. But even his highlights when they're watching, like, wow, look at him. And they're showing his highlights. <laughs> that was so pathetic. I know. Like, who, I know. who they, they does, does Hollywood have somebody that comes in and says, no, no, this is not how it works, They guys. do. They're supposed do they, to. They, 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 you look like a monster asleep. in those pats. Yeah. It's, Harry, it's, you like the movie. You like this movie. Love it. Whenever it's on what, FX or whatever channel, I can't, I can't turn it off. It's good to say it's on. Oh when, he, when he slams the Seattle uh, Seahawks general manager <laughs> and goes with it and, 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 and like get, so, grabs a, a putney, it's fantastic. So, great. so stupid. Harry loves so cheesy, stupid. though, right? So yeah, Harry loves cheesy. I do. He's wearing a girl shirt right now. The greater that Harry likes. Yeah. So. All right, Harry, what's like, your pick? Did you pick one? I can't even remember. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, look, I, I, I mentioned it a little bit yesterday. Um, I took Caddyshack too uh, at fifteen to one. Uh, just look, there's nothing. It's not good. Caddyshack is the greatest thing ever. I mean, uh, Rodney Dangerfield when he cranks uh, Journey on the on the golf course. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, it's just the best thing ever. I mean, then they, you replace him with Jackie Mason. Mm-hmm. Uh, garbage. There's no Judge Smells. No Ted Knight. Uh, Dan Aykroyd uh, replaces, who's was great, but replacing Bill Murray, just dumb. Mm. If you're going to do that, don't do the movie at all. I don't even understand the premise of the movie. It was awful. I mean, probably the one of the biggest regrets for Chevy Chase for doing that. Um, <laughs> you can buy it for like two ninety nine on YouTube. Oh. Go ahead and take a, you know, go ahead and buy it, and but it's going to be two ninety nine and two hours worth of your time that you can't get back. <laughs> okay, all right. I got a hot take here. Caddyshack one. A little bit overrated, tiny bit overrated, just oh, a bit, stop. just a bit. It was just a little camp. That definitely doesn't hold up as much if you've watched it lately. And I remember watching at the time, like, oh, this is a good movie. It's not the top three sports movie of all time. I'm just saying it's good. This is not not the best. Anyway, you're, you're supposed to be a comedian. I'm not. No, I'm not at all. Yeah. And uh, neither <laughs> neither is Jimmy Fallon in Fever Pitch because oh, that's God. mine uh, right there. Oh, good Drew call. Barrymore. Good call. I, I love I love that movie too. Of course good you call. did. What? But it's a, I don't Fantastic. I don't even know. I guess can we call it a sports movie? Just the, the way it ends. I mean, yeah, right. I mean, it's all about yeah, the Red can. Sox. Yeah, uh, he was the great. Miserable Red Sox. Stop it, Harry. Please. Um, First of all, it gave life to the miserable Red Sox, right? Nobody wants to see them win a championship. But more than anything, it ruined a, a classic song by one of my favorites, Neil Diamond, Sweet Caroline. And now, whenever it's played at a stadium or whenever anyone's singing karaoke, I just walk out of the room. If it's in a stadium, it's hard to walk out of the room. But if it's in a, a karaoke, <laughs> I, I'm out. There I, it is. Fever pitch. I think, I think our brother Keith actually ruined the Sweet Caroline oh, singing in karaoke <laughs> like 20 years ago before Fever Pitch. He, really? he definitely ruined it. Every time that song comes up. It's funny because even as a kid, I used to like Neil Diamond. 
But because um, my our oldest brother used to listen to him all the time. But yeah. I, I cannot I cannot listen to that song. You're right. It's the now it's the worst song. They moved. The they ruined it. They ruined it. Thanks, Drew and Jimmy. <laughs> Uh, the other Jimmy, though, Jimmy Kimmel, has his, a bowl named after him. Who knows if this will ever happen again? LABowlGame.com. Tickets start at $32. Oregon State, Utah State, Johnny Hecker, right? Johnny Hecker, TJ, they say Oregon's going to roll Oregon State. And uh, Kerwin Williams came on the other day. He says Utah State's going to win. I don't know what to think. We will give our picks tomorrow. Uh, and that's that. Another episode of Against All Odds for spaghetti and meatballs and babyface Joel Solomon and the degenerate trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, 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 na,